news, information on breaking news, and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Live from the Hill, our very own Jamie Dupree with the latest news from D.C. All right, he's the most connected man in Washington, D.C., and we've got him. We have him. Mr. Objective Reporter won't even vote in a presidential election because he wants to be fair and balanced. How are you, Mr. Dupree? Good to All talk right, to you. Like, did you like my photograph from yesterday? Uh, I did. You like probably didn't photo- see it. You were busy. I was busy. What is it? <laughs> I, I tracked totally down. Uh, you know, you were interviewing a bunch of uh, members here, and I yeah. tracked down where they were and got a picture from inside of the room and sent it to you. But I, I figured you. Oh, were really? Busy I didn't. See, I, didn't I honestly didn't see it. No, that's I, okay. I would never not respond to an email. You know, I always respond. I didn't see that. You know, it's um, uh, it's been fascinating the last uh, two days to interview as many members uh, run around here as possible. And, you know, I think the one thing that really sort of sticks with me is that while uh, sort of the more conservative, you know, Tea Party, Freedom Caucus, however you want to refer to them uh, in the Republican Party, are so excited to have this possibility of moving on post-John Boehner, I do think they're struggling at this point in time to figure out how best to capitalize on Boehner's departure. You know, we, we've got no Tea Party-type member who's running for any GOP leadership post. None of them that I've spoken to have given any indication they want to get in. There was an effort starting last night and then this morning to try to push Trey Gowdy into running for majority leader. I don't think that's going to succeed. And I just get a sense from these uh, lawmakers that... They're just still looking. It's that it's that sense that there's there's got to be somebody here. There's got to be somebody else to come out of the woodwork and 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 be the candidate. And that just hasn't happened at this point in time for them. And that leaves us with the majority leader Kevin McCarthy as being the strong favorite. The only other person in the speaker's race. Okay, now there's my question to you. Were you as surprised as I was at the Freedom Caucus members' characterization of McCarthy in very positive ways? No. Look, I mean, again, he's a Republican. He is conservative. He's not their conservative. He's not a firebrand or anything like that. Um, I mean, if you're going to go after him and signal, I mean, if they want to, they can bring him down, just like they could have brought John Boehner down two different times. If they really want to, they can stop him. Yeah, but, they, but you raise an interesting point, and this came up, remember when uh, when Louis Gohmert last minute came in with a possibility? You, you were right in saying you don't just come out two days before the vote with no. another candidate. You, you Again, need to build what, consensus. What I am struck by, Sean, and this is not meant as criticism. It's just the honest truth from what I've watched around here. I cannot believe that they weren't ready for something like this. I mean, they've had several opportunities now to take Boehner down. They've tried. They have never come up with their own candidate to run. I'm surprised that Jim Jordan isn't running for something. I'm surprised that somebody hasn't stepped forward and, uh, and basically to say, hey, you know what? We don't like the way they were doing it. We're ready to step forward now and take it. And and I just got a sense of them still feeling flat-footed. Now, what the Freedom Caucus is saying, well, we're going to interview these guys and we're going to weigh in and everything. That's fine. That They, they, they want to play kingmaker. But in a sense, that's even aggravating sort of the, the veteran Republicans even more who look back across and sort of say, wait a second, you ran Boehner out, you got what you wanted, don't you want to put somebody up uh, to run for these offices? You know, these leadership posts don't come open that often, and I think this is a this is a rare opportunity for anyone in the party to jump way ahead. Usually, think about it, you got to go, you know, you start off way at the bottom, you move, you inch your way up top before you can have the chance. This is, if McCarthy wins, that the number two job is open. I mean, that it could be anybody. 
And I, I'm surprised because uh, Tom Price of Georgia and Steve Scalise of Louisiana, Scalise, the current whip, Price, the chairman of the Budget Committee, they're not seen as conservative firebrands or anything like that. They're not really Tea Party, Freedom Caucus type guys. And I just would have thought we would have seen a little more effort from them to get somebody in the running. But to a man, almost every single one of them that I've interviewed from that side of the party has said, you know what, that was never our goal. What was it? Raul Labrador said something to me yesterday to the effect of um, our goal was never to get conservatives to be in the leadership positions of the party. I was sort of surprised to hear him say that because it would seem to me that's exactly what you'd want to do. Let me ask you this question. So if they don't put anybody forward, so basically it's going to be Kevin McCarthy's. Kevin now, Mc- well, they can still block him if they want, even by it, putting no one forward. They could block him well, on the I floor. I was told yesterday, and I didn't get an update today, so if, if there is one, please enlighten us, that the Freedom Caucus wanted to slow walk this. They wanted yes. to interview every candidate. They didn't want to rush to pick a new speaker. The second thing I heard is McCarthy is flirting with the idea because he's popular with conservatives of bringing Trey Gowdy in as the House Majority Leader. Now, I know Trey Gowdy well. We're Trey, hearing Trey, Gowdy is not interested he in that. He thing. hates this stuff. He doesn't want to even stay in Congress. He, he's trying to do a job and get out of there. Well, think about it. He's also got a pretty important job for what the Republican him, Party right now, and that is you know, you know going after Hillary Clinton. He's been I mean, preparing for that forever. Yeah. Um, so, no... Uh, uh, the, the, the sort of the, the feeling I got from interviewing members today was that there were several who were trying desperately to get Gowdy to get in the race. I saw Gowdy on the floor last night being talked to by several members, and I sort of wondered what was up with that. And then late last night, a couple of them started tweeting out, hey, Gowdy might be a, an acting majority leader or something like that. Jason Chaffetz was trying to float that early this morning in the hallway. Uh, but the, the lack of response from Gowdy, I think, is telling. So here's, yes, McCarthy can win amongst Republicans. But, you know, the, the Freedom Caucus still has the opportunity on the floor of the House to deny him a majority, just like they could have and yep. came close to doing with Boehner earlier this year and two years before that. So they could still do that. Now, again, if they were to stop him like that, who would they turn to? That's the thing that I'm still sort of amazed by, is that they still haven't focused on who that alternative would be. And so at this point in time, you've got only those, uh, only um, McCarthy and Webster for speaker. Webster seen as a long shot. And then for majority leader, as of now, it's just Steve Scalise, the whip, the number three guy, and then Tom Price, the chairman of the budget committee. And Dan Webster, who we mentioned yesterday, too. Did you mention Webster him? running for speaker, yes. Yeah. And I, I caught up the Webster last night, was on the floor uh, talking for a long time with Tom Massey, the uh, Republican from Kentucky, who is very well respected, sort of, you know, on that uh, Tea Party side of the party. Um, you know, but Webster, I, th- I still think he aggravated a number of people with his late run earlier this year. And I think he would have trouble sort of attracting more veteran Republicans. I, I think a lot of the-, the people who would be more disposed to back Boehner are fully ready to back McCarthy. And McCarthy seems to be the overwhelming favorite right now. But again, if the Tea Party guys want to, they could stop McCarthy. On I think the floor this is important for everybody that's listening that has like I have been frustrated. And, you know, McCarthy's on TV tonight. And by the yeah, way, so is Rubio and so is Ted Cruz and so is former Speaker Duke Gingrich. I'm interested to hear his perspective on all listen, this. I think a lot of people, well, Mick Mulvaney, I, I interviewed mm-hmm. him yesterday after you got done with him. And, and Mulvaney was very upfront in saying, look, Kevin McCarthy is not what we would like to have in terms of a quote unquote conservative. Why did he tell you that and not me that? I guess you didn't ask him the right question. I, I did know. ask him. I said, tell me what you think about Kevin McCarthy. How open-ended do you want me to make the question? And that, and so I think everybody understands. Actually, you know, McCarthy and Webster would be less conservative than Boehner, but that's another argument for another time. So I, I think people understand what they would get if McCarthy But they is could the treat this as, as sort of like um, a, they could create a coalition. In other words, they could have as the House, they could negotiate the House majority position 
for the majority a, leader, then and that's the past yes, majority that's leader position, right? But they haven't floated any. Well, they floated some, but they haven't come up with anybody. That's well, the it's whole still thing. early. Let's in fairness. I mean, it did happen Friday. I would no, expect it's not early. That's the thing, and I know this is hard to understand because it, it seems goes real fast. Early. I know, but it, it's it, people were making phone calls before Boehner even left the room. Isn't that after pathetic? People, isn't that pathetic? There's such. Well, a, that's not pathetic. That's just the way it works. Okay, up here. you can say it's smart, but it's like it, you know, like the minute that I'm off the air, like in radio and TV one day, you know, people say, oh, he was a nice guy or he was a jerk. Uh, who's next? I mean, uh, Gowdy says, um, reading here from Twitter, I am staying on the Benghazi committee, period, exclamation point. Yeah, he's. I've been talking to Gowdy fairly regularly, and I know he's committed to this, and he's worked the entire year uh, on preparing for this this big hearing that's going to take place later. So that's where we stand. The timing of the elections has not been set. There's going to be a meeting in a little while down in the basement of the Capitol here, uh, members only, in which they'll figure out a way forward. I, my gut tells me right now elections at the end of next week, but we'll see what happens. I think you're probably right, and it'll be interesting to see. I have another call in to Jim Jordan and some of the other people. It'll be interesting to see what they all say. Uh, let me ask you a, a sort of oddball question, because nobody in the media picked up on this. Did you know that Carly Fiorina spoke at an event in Iowa at a tailgate party, and some members apparently, according to reports of Planned Parenthood, were throwing condoms at Carly Fiorina? Why hasn't that gotten more press? I don't know. I haven't seen it. I mean, maybe it's a, a local station picked it up out there or something like that, but yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah, but that's the point. If you, you see everything. If you didn't see it, that's my point. And it's well, being reported. I was gone out of town for a couple of days, so it's it's uh, possible. I, I haven't seen it. I, I did. But even when you go out of town, you bring like your study papers, which is like you know the Obamacare guide to ruining the healthcare system. You, I was you reading read the reconciliation bill the other day, actually. Uh, the uh, that's the my point. Par- the Planned Parenthood hearing today I did watch. Uh, that went on for hours and was really interesting because both sides really dug in and dug in hard. The Democrats and the head of Planned Parenthood not giving an inch and Republicans. I thought it was interesting that the Republicans did not focus as much as one would have expected on the undercover videos, instead accusing Planned Parenthood of, of wasting money on travel and lavish parties, trying to make the argument that, see, they spend all this money and they don't deserve any federal funding. But the federal funding issue, again, there was another poll out this week that showed it sort of running against the GOP. I do think Republicans are really frustrated that they haven't been able to turn this more. That's why they're going to keep holding more hearings and keep this investigation going. Uh, I think they're going to keep it going. You saw Bill Clinton's vigorous defense. Do you know that that uh, a lot of Democrats are furious at Bill Clinton for his uh, defense, and a lot of people are mad at at uh, uh, Michelle Obama for yucking it up on Colbert, uh, making sex jokes about Bill Clinton. Uh, you know, hey, Stephen Colbert takes you to places maybe you don't want to be, right? Yeah, but he doesn't impress me. I, I, you know what? He finished third behind Kimmel, as I predict he'll <laughs> ultimately end up. I don't think he's that funny. I just don't. There's a picture in today's paper of David Letterman. He, he looks like a homeless man with a scraggly, long beard. I mean, he, he, it was embarrassing. I can't believe he's let himself go this bad. What Retirement's happened? treating him well, huh? Apparently, I guess. Um, where do we stand with this idea? Ken Cuccinelli, who we have on later in the program today, um, says that Hillary Clinton broke the law. And he lays out the case. Where does this, if in fact 
the FBI investigation concludes that? Who makes that decision to bring it to a grand jury and possibly uh, get an indictment? Is that- I would guess it'd be, it'd be go to the FBI or even the FBI director because it was a politically sensitive kind of thing. But I would think it would start, wouldn't you, with the local U.S. attorney if the investigation is going out of the District of Columbia. There's a D.C. district attorney. Do so you think they uh, might that- pick over? See, I think eventually that it's going to come to Loretta Lynch's desk. Now, here's the interesting question. If you believe Ed Klein's book and that that the Obamas despised the Clintons to such an extent that they initiated the leaks about the Clinton Foundation, that Obama himself signed off on the FBI investigation, Valerie Jarrett initiated six investigations, all of which is in this book, which is a pretty interesting book. Whether you believe it or not, that's up to you. But if that's true and they initiated it, doesn't the natural conclusion, don't, don't, don't you come to the natural conclusion that they would want her indicted, that they would move the process forward and not get in the way of that? I guess my natural thought would be if they didn't want her to win in the first place, Joe Biden would already be a candidate in the Democratic Yeah, but the death race. of his son kind of put a, you know, a little be. bit of a kink in the works there, right? Could be, but uh, one would have thought that he would declare it even earlier than that. But, uh, look, conspiracy theories aside, I would assume that the FBI is going through this and it's going to take a while in looking at the... Uh, uh, at the at the email server, and that if we're expecting some announcement in the next few weeks, I would not expect that. I would think this would take months rather than just a short-term review. All right, Jamie Dupree, this is interesting times we are living in, sir. Thank yes, you for is. being with us. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.